All right. We're back after a little bit of hiatus with the Fitter, Stronger, Happier podcast. I'm here at uh, on location at Palm Beach Sport and Spine. Spine and Sport. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> same, same, but yeah, different. With uh, Dr. Abba Boutros. Hello, hello. Chiropractor here. Um, we had a meeting a couple weeks ago. You and I talked about training, rehab. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything pretty much fell into that category. Yeah, I guess. no, that was and an it was awesome, a, it was awesome a great, conversation. Yeah, it was had. a great convo. So I figured we'd get him on the podcast, talk about some of your experiences, how you became a chiropractor, um, running a small local business with yeah. your wife, who's also a chiropractor. Yeah. Um, pregnant. Very congratulations. Pregnant now, 12 so, weeks. Crazy. That's a lot. A baby. I know. Cool. She has to eat for two. I'm jealous. You can do that too. I do, but then the dad bot starts kicking in. I, I don't know how many people dad bods that aren't strong. That's true. You yeah. just gotta you, get, more. you got stronger for the kids. You just gotta deadlift more. Dad strength and mom strength is exactly. real. Exactly. Um, cool, man. So we'll get started. Um, you went to Palmer Chiropractic? Yeah, so I went to Palmer College of Chiropractic um, in Daytona Beach. I graduated summer of 2019. Before that, I went to FAU. I'm originally a local here in West Palm. I was born and raised, went to Lake Worth High School. And um, when I was at FAU, I started off trying to go orthopedic surgery. I wanted mm-hmm. to become a surgeon. I wanted to go into medical school. And I struggled a lot with back pain, joint pain. I was diagnosed with scoliosis, which was a misdiagnosis. Now that oh, I know what I fun. know, I know. It's great when you get misdiagnosed. Um, I was told to avoid weightlifting. I was going to hurt myself. I was going to develop tendonitis, the crazy, scary T word. And uh, basically took it in one ear, out the other, decided I wanted to get fit for the first time in my life, saw how much change I had. And with just through health and fitness alone, changing my diet up, resting better, prioritizing weightlifting and resistance training and fixed myself. And I instantly said, I got to see how much further I could further my knowledge with this. And that led me down the road of personal training, strength and conditioning. And uh, it's like, let's go to physical therapy. I want to go become a physical therapist. Started shadowing physical therapists. Obviously, I didn't know any cash-based clinics who focused on movement and like yeah. kind of like the physical therapists you see nowadays in gyms. But it was more of the insurance model where people are just following a bunch of old people around with a clipboard <laughs> and do your clamshells and call it a day. And I was like, nope, don't want to do that rest of my life. Then I discovered chiropractic. And I thought joint manipulation was the absolute coolest thing in the world. Um, I wanted to learn everything about it, especially me being adjusted for the first time and how crazy I felt the difference and the lift I had that day. I'll never forget it. But anyways, yeah, decided to go to chiropractic school and incorporate rehab and fitness into chiropractic care itself because a lot of chiropractors don't really focus on that. Yeah, that's my journey, man. Cool. Uh, It's funny. I know we talked about this the other week and I think I talked with Julia a little bit and then with you and I had a pretty similar situation um, where I'm like, had some injuries from starting to be active and then I started training and I was like, oh, I feel better now that I'm lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I got to figure this out and help other people do it. This is so phenomenal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll go to PT school. And I had not, I would maybe done a little bit of shadowing, but it was the same thing. Like, this is kind of a nightmare. Just like, yeah helping old people like it's do clean like, like, they're not even helping old props, people you're just working with yeah, old people props to the people who work with the geriatric population like they need it they need some type of movement they need resistance yeah. training in their lives um but at the same time 
when you're tied with your hands with the insurance model yeah. and dictating like, okay, you could only do this much with this many sessions and you mm -hmm. can't do this and that takes the fun out of it and takes the results out of it. Sure. Too. You know what? I, there were a lot of things came, came up for me to ask you afterward, after you were talking. Um, so one of the things that I would ask though is with your practice, first of all, I guess, be a little more specific about what the difference is between like a cash base and insurance and, yeah, and why so, that's important. Cause I understand that, but some people might not gotcha. see it. So an insurance based uh, cat practice model essentially is you go to a chiropractor, they have to jump through hoops, whether it's taking unnecessary x-rays to prove issues to be able to get insurance to cover care. Um, it's pretty much adjustment only because that's pretty much what insurance is only reimbursed chiropractors, which adjustments are great. They're awesome. It's an amazing tool for short-term relief, but the other things with manual therapy, exercise, loading and stuff like that with movement, um, is not covered by insurances for chiropractors. And that's where the real magic happens. You're allowing the body to adapt with movement and working on not just the skeletal part of your body, but the muscular part as well. Um, whereas cash-based practice would come in, we don't have to follow any guidelines with any insurances. We keep our prices at what we dictate affordable and still worth our time of what we do here as value for chiropractors. Um, and it's just like a flat fee service of what I do. So essentially a visit here could go from an evaluation, movement screens, uh, seeing exactly what's going on, diving into the history of what's causing the injury and then treating it via manual therapy or muscle work, adjusting whatever joints are restricted if adjustments are applicable that day and going straight through rehab and exercises get you back into the gym or sport or whatever activity as you love to do as soon as possible. So I think, um, you know, the biggest difference I see in that is actual, I think it's a higher value with someone doing a cash based practice because you are, you don't need to see someone I don't ideally see someone three times three a week times for a week. That is overkill. 12 weeks, right? Overkill. If I'm seeing you two times a week, you better have fallen off a ladder. <laughs> don't fall, <laughs> so off, don't the ladder, fall off the ladder, but guys. that's the only reason you should be here twice a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, um, you know, the other part that I see very different in cash based practices are, as you said, the rehabilitative portion of that. It's not just like, all right, I'm going to crack your neck exactly, and you're good. Exactly. So, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts and how you put that into practice. Meaning like if someone comes in, if you're going to, what a session might look like if someone comes in with some back pain. And so, I know yeah. there's like thousands of variables yeah, for back that. Back pain but... is so multifactorial. There's so many factors that go into it, but essentially let's just take like a general everyday back pain patient that comes into my clinic. So you come in first, we have you fill out some paperwork, uh, some history, some specific questions on basically what's causing the back pain. I review that before I see you. Um, you bring in any imaging that you've had from any other doctor, x-rays, MRIs that you've had in the past, especially if it's a chronic issue. And we go over that together as well, too. But essentially, the first thing first, I sit down, I get to know you. I get to know what makes you tick, what you like to do for fun, what your day-to-day -day life is, whether it's job, sleeping, uh, relationships, what you eat is so important as well, too. And I build this picture of who you are. After I build that picture of who you are, we talk a little bit about what caused the issue to start, what makes it better, and what makes it worse. And let's say, for example, most times, especially with athletes, they say like, oh, I was deadlifting and I felt something pull and it hurt my back and now I can never deadlift again. 
I basically take you, I put you under, I put you at the barbell and I make you deadlift right then and there. Because one, I'm checking your biomechanics, seeing how you're deadlifting. Two, calculating like pretty much what you were, what weight you were using. So kind of load management, tissue tolerance principles. And then after that, we basically take you through an orthopedic exam, neurological exam, seeing if there's any deficits there that would dictate more imaging and figure out what muscles are causing the issue, treat whatever is tight, adjust whatever is restricted, and take you through just simple biomechanical movements to help you better. Because one of my biggest things is I don't want you depending on me every single time you hurt yourself. I want to teach you and give you tools and tricks and tips to make sure that if you do hurt yourself again, whether it's a load capacity issue or a tissue tolerance issue, that you could just go through the movements, go through the mobility exercises and help yourself. That's the goal. You want to help yourself. You don't want to depend on somebody to help you. People make humans to seem very fragile where we're resilient. When we were kids, we could fall off a place that we're made of rubber. We bounce right back and start running like crazy. The only thing that's changed is the fear mindset in our minds as we age and get older and the stress that compounds into it as well too. Yeah. It's funny. As you said, stress that compounds into it where I'm thinking, oh yeah, when you're like eight and fall off the place that you're like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I hope I get a Capri Sun later. That's like the most stressful thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now if you like bend over to tie your shoe wrong and hurt your back, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, I'm taxed. My wife hates me. Mm-hmm. I'm sleepy. I had to too many tomorrow. cheeseburgers, whatever. And like, sometimes that is like what's actually causing some of those issues, yeah. not necessarily a lot of psychosocial factors. A lot of, a lot of what we feel with pain, people will try to say pain comes from the body. And from my experience and from what we're understanding with pain science is pain doesn't really come from a specific part of the body. It comes from your brain's perception of your body and how your brain perceives threat, how your brain perceives movement. And it sends that relay switch back to whatever area you're feeling, whether it's your lower back, your shoulder, your hip. And our goal as clinicians, whether it's chiropractors or PTs, is to break those fear principles, break those fear avoidance movements and show confidence and show your brain and prime the subconscious that, hey, you can do this. You can deadlift. You can squat down and sit on the toilet. You could squat down with a barbell. So that's all it's about. Adaptation. Yeah. I, so one thing that I'm like thinking and hearing is you do way more educating than, uh, fixing, then, yeah. I suppose almost and, and where that's, and that's, that's what what I tell every mechanic. patient that walks, walks through the door. It's a doctor traditionally in Latin means teacher. I tell every patient, the minute you leave here from my clinic, I should have taught you more about your body, more about your injury and more about a solution. And if I didn't, I failed you as a chiropractor. It's not just a quick come in, let me crack you and kick you out with no answers, no things to take home and no knowledge. I paid so much money in student loans to go to school to learn this stuff and I want to teach you and that's what you're paying me for. You're paying me to teach you what I've learned and what I've experienced and guiding you through pain-free lifestyles. Cool. Yeah. yeah um with all that being said, what are kind of some of the most common injuries that you see, whether it's from an athletic population, mm-hmm. um, people trying to like live their best life, just yeah. enjoy daily activities? And um, what do you think people could possibly do to avoid some of those things or to recover quicker from some of those sort of things? So one of the number one things I see, obviously, because I'm a chiropractor is lower back pain. 
And believe it or not, it's not the athletic population that I see lower back pain in. It's the sedentary population. For sure. And it's always due to them being what I call weekend warriors. They sit at a nine to five job. They go home. They sit at home. They bust out a cold one, glass of whiskey, maybe a little bottle of wine. They're eating like crap, a lot of inflammation in the body. And then on the weekend, they decide that they're going to run a spontaneous 5K or they're going to go and do the Murph. And your body is smart. Your body is a very smart organism. And if you push it too far, it will protect itself. It will say no. It will say no. It'll say, damn, why'd you have to do me like that? But it uses this protective mechanism by using the muscles as its shield to go into a spasm. And that's where people feel pulls, strains, different things like that. So let's say you wake up Friday morning or Saturday morning, you decide to go for a little run and then you go to the gym, you decide to do your high school weight of a deadlift of 225 or 315, which you haven't done in years just to show off or try to get back into it again without progressing properly. You feel great, you go home, you go down to pick up your little pet dog or a pencil or a, a phone and boom, your low back goes out. First thing that goes through your mind is, oh my God, I'm crippled. I'm never <laughs> going to recover. What am I going to do? I'm never lifting again. And that's how that fear avoidance starts to build in. Whereas I come in as a chiropractor and I help break down that movement uh, principle and, and try to break that fear avoidance to get you back to lifting properly through progressions, through load management. That's where great coaches come in as well, too, because I can only do so much in my office during a visit, whereas you have to work with a coach or a trainer and condition properly and progress properly to make you a better, faster, stronger human being to do what you love to do. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think um, one of the things we talked about is like bridging that gap a little bit between like fitness and healthcare and mm -hmm. us trying to, as a gym and as a coaching service, be on more on that aspect of things of actually trying to help people like live a really high quality life, be, be active, say yes to more activities, be able to like enjoy things. Um, and that's sometimes something we've had a lot with clients where they come in like, oh, I hurt my back doing this thing. It was, I was deadlifting and I'm afraid to. Mm -hmm. And often it's like way in the past. So we won't necessarily get a good grasp of what's going on. But over time, we might see patterns. They might tell us certain things. And we're like, you were deadlifting like once a week. You're eating a vegetable like once a month mm -hmm. and just like going ham with the boys or sleep yeah, yeah or sleep or whatever like it's not deadlifting like you have to be able to deadlift to some extent to pick something up yeah. off the floor so a lot of what we try to do is actually you mentioned it is um we talk about workload versus tissue capacity um is saying like all right what are you capable of doing right now without getting hurt and that's going to actually help you progress into gaining strength feeling better, being out of pain, and we want to meet you where you're at and slowly move people forward. Often um, people start at a gym, at a program, doing the workout of the day, and they're like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to do 225 for reps, mm -hmm. you know, and they're not ready. They haven't worked up to that. Maybe it was a weight they've done for a couple of reps, maybe in the past. But at that point, their tissue doesn't have the capacity to handle that workload. Exactly. And that's where having some more coaching, some more individualized versions of workouts, um, specific prescriptions can be super helpful. And it's not just to like keep people out of pain. Um, it's to help people like feel good to exactly. progress, you know, so much of, I think what you do is probably like putting fires out when in reality, it should be like, no, I kind of want to maximize 
mm -hmm. your life. You want to maximize, you want to optimize, you want to become a better person every single day. And there's such a big concept out there. There's exercise is bad for you. And this is that. there's no such thing as a bad movement. There's no such thing as a bad exercise, but there is such a thing as a bad movement or exercise at that specific time for you. That's why it's so important to work with a coach or a trainer to help build you into that movement. So when you're 80 and you're retired, you could still go for a bike ride. You could yeah. go for a run. You could enjoy going skiing in Colorado because it's freaking expensive. now. <laughs> That's why I got to wait till I'm 80. Yeah. But, I start saving up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think of that. I see people in strength sports that are, you know, there's so many master's divisions mm -hmm. where there's like 80 year old, 90 year old people deadlifting hundreds of pounds. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, they're a freak. And I'm like, oh, they've trained for it. Exactly. Probably maybe for a long time, but they've probably progressed they've and it's, up to it. and it's something they may have started 10 years prior and just said, all right, I'm starting with the barbell. Yeah. All right. A couple months later, it's going to be 85 pounds and they progress it in a slow, sustainable way so that they're not getting injured but also those same people that are dedicating some of their time to training especially resistance training in an elderly population are having higher quality of life they are they're, they're able to things too. get up and down off the toilet mm -hmm. they can like take care of themselves um we have a client who actually she trains with one of our coaches she you know lifts weights she's like in her mid 80s she came in the other week and said, oh, my husband fell and passed out. I picked him up out of the bathtub and put him in bed before calling the ambulance. That's so awesome. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, he's 198 pounds. Can you believe that? Yeah. Which I like kind of couldn't at first. Yeah. And That's she's like, awesome. well, I'm pretty sore. I like felt crappy doing it, but I wouldn't have been able to outside of training here because I wasn't lifting weights. I wasn't doing anything. Exactly. And we don't want that to happen to anyone. I don't want to have to yeah, do that, perfect. but she's like, prepared to do some yeah, things in life you have that you to be prepared be to, to handle things that you wouldn't normally prepare for and you got to be strong enough to handle it like you look at any of the regions of the world and age is really just a number you go to the blue zones of the world where people are like 100 years 100 years old 102 103 still active still walking yeah. like there's little ladies like old ladies like in their 80s in peru running up and down mountains with baskets of fruits on their head loading their neck whereas here you do that Orthopedic surgeons like, oh my God, you're gonna paralyze yourself. You know, <laughs> yeah. here's a 90 year old running down a mountain laughing at you while you could barely breathe due yeah. to elevation sickness. Yeah, it's funny. Um, circling back, one of the things that you mentioned um, talking about pain mm -hmm. is I've like experienced this from a great coach in my past, where basically saying like, pain is an experience. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily mechanical there might not be something physically wrong with your body at this point, there may have been another point, but it's something that you experience your, your brain interprets it as, um, a threat mm -hmm. more or less. And he would say that and I'm like, bro, my knee hurts. What are you talking about? And it took a lot of like conversation with him to understand what he was like actually saying. Um, but there were times when he would, I'd be like, Hey, my knee feels really crummy. I don't know if I can squat today. And he'd be like, all right, well, how's your stress? I'm like, why the fuck do you care about my stress? And I'd like get mad. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I'm like kind of freaking out right now. Maybe that's what's going on. And I'd like work through it, do some stress management stuff, go for a walk. The next day I'd squat and like feel fine. Mm -hmm. um, or other things. These are all like personal anecdotes, but where maybe I was like 
eating fast food or something crappy or eating too much, not sleeping enough. I'm like, man, my body feels terrible. I'm, I'm like injured. My low back hurts. I am not okay. And then a day or two later, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Pain I just... most of the time goes away on its own. And I tell people that all the time because I've had patients who hurt themselves in the morning and they want to come in immediately to be seen, which is awesome. You want to do your due diligence to take care of yourself. You want to make sure everything's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you just want to listen to your body. You want to be in tune to your body. You want to just give it rest. Cut a, cut a little bit of load off. Get some slight movement, whether it's going for a walk, going through some different yoga poses, some dynamic stretching, some static stretching, whatever helps. And see if the pain naturally goes away on its own. If a few days doesn't go away or if it's getting worse, that's when you get a clinician involved or some expert to help you kind yeah. of figure it out. Yeah, and like you said, pain is so multifactorial. And I've read tip of the iceberg as far as pain science, but it's such an interesting field and so interesting where you see people saying almost like we don't always know what causes pain. Mm -hmm. It's just there. And there's one of many things that could be causing that. Um, I think it's smart to like educate people on that, have them understand that and say like, are you in pain? Is this debilitating? Are you injured? Or are you, are you like a little bit irritated? Is this something that we can possibly work through and then use some methods to desensitize your body to that? Exactly. And I think that's a lot of the stuff that a good chiropractor or other clinician can come in doing manual therapy adjustments, sort of things where, all right, you're let's use low back as the example is yeah. that's going to let's do some adjustments. Maybe let's do some stretching. Let's like calm it down a little bit. Exactly. Okay. It hurts a little less. Now let's do some training so that your body says, I'm safe. Exactly. I can move through this range of motion. I can be active. I don't have to like tighten up, mm -hmm. turn on the red flags and freak out. It's all about building confidence. Like you, when you see in the movies as well too, like someone gets shot. They are determined to get through whatever, <laughs> you know? It's like they're shutting off their pain signals. Their brain is being overloaded by your willpower to go through it, which again, pain is an alarm. Listen to your body. Pain is there for a reason. For somebody to be pain-free completely, that's a little bit of a red flag. We go, okay, something's going on with your nervous system. Yeah. We got to get you checked out neurologically. But you want to tease pain. You never just want to go through it. That's yeah. the biggest thing I say. Yeah, I mean, I had, um, I've had my experiences too, where I've been, I've worked with a chiropractor. I'm like, I am like torn up. I'm like feeling terrible. Mm -hmm. get my back adjusted, get some work done. I like throw out kind of like my T-spine mid, mid back air pretty often. Um, and then it'd be like, all right, let's go through these exercises. I'm like, dude, I can't, I'm like screwed up. He's yeah. Like, no, no, no. You, you're probably feeling fine right now. And I'll be able to work through some of those things. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is what's actually helping doing some of these rotational work, doing some of this bracing and holding. Exactly. You need to do that all the time. You don't need to see me again. Like mm -hmm. you're fine. Yeah. And that's, I'm sure that's something you see very, and, very and, commonly. And it's, it's very common. And people kind of look at me cross-eyed when I'm like, yeah, let's follow up next month. Just let me know how you're doing. I want you really testing your body mm -hmm. out, move, go through the educational tools that I showed you today, whether it's whatever exercises, bracing, breathing techniques, whatever it is I showed you. Go through it for a month and let me know how it is. If it's getting any worse or something is regressing, call my office. I'll get you in right away. We'll get it handled. But it's all about building confidence on your own to take care of yourself. That is the goal 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. Um, 
so when you have a patient like that, you are you prescribing a home exercise plan? Do you send kind of a follow up email? Hey, these are the yeah, same things so we worked on. Yeah, so I usually have patients come in. Best way I love to do it is video. So everybody has a smartphone now. While I'm going through the exercises, I'm having them record me, or I'm recording them on their phone, so they cool. have it at the palm of their hand. They could look through it, practice it. I'm saying verbal cues during the video, so they understand. I make them feel it during the time at the clinic. Because if you feel it, you won't forget it. And you want to feel that same exact feeling every single time. And I still have patients that forget or patients who have questions, which my phone and my email is open 24 7 night. People have, I have people Instagram, like DMing me all the time. Like, mm -hmm. look at this lift. What do you see wrong? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, we're going to break it down. This is what I'm seeing. Tweak it this way. Let me know how it goes next time. And, and that's the thing. It's opening a line of communication to better that person without yeah. having to do Cracky backy all the time. Cracky like backy. Cracky backy. Um, I could probably continue this conversation for like two hours, but oh, I we think we're at day. a we're at a spot <laughs> where we're just going to start rambling. So I think it'd be great to have you back on. Maybe have like a little more specific topics. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to ask you is, you could probably go on this for a minute, but what's one of like the biggest misconceptions that people have coming to see you as a chiropractor? Yeah. So. Biggest misconception that people see that I hear from my patients is once you start, you have to continue forever. That is an absolute lie. Um, and the reason why is you have a lot of providers all over the United States who are greed, more greedy over so than like ethical per se. So they'll get you into their clinic. They'll adjust you three times a week for four weeks, bringing you down to two times a week for two weeks and yada, yada, and just being adjusted forever. And they're saying, oh, if you don't get adjusted, your body's going to be thrown out. You're going to die. No, <laughs> you went your entire life without being adjusted. Just because some chiropractor told you that you have to be adjusted for the rest of your life doesn't mean you're going to die now. Um, don't let them scare you into that. So my biggest thing is like, it's like anything else. You don't need to get a massage for the rest of your life to survive. You don't need to eat well for the rest of your life to survive. Everybody is going to have something happen to them some point given time. But understanding that there's a place to go to when stuff does hit the fan and you are out of options or you have questions, that's where we come in and we help out and get you better as quickly as possible so you don't have to depend on us. Um, another big misconception is that I have to adjust you. No, if you're hypermobile, why would I ever put an adjustment into your spine to put more mobility when you need stability. I'm taking you straight up through exercises and bracing. That's the entire session. And a lot of people get mad about that because when you go to a chiropractor, you expect to be adjusted to fix the pain. And I tell them like, this is going to make you worse. <laughs> you need to do exercises. They leave, they go to a different chiropractor, chiropractor adjusts them. They come back a few months later, they're worse. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, let's go through those exercises. So you don't need to always be adjusted. You don't have to depend on chiropractic forever. You don't need imaging to go see a chiropractor. That's a big thing too. They'll scare you into getting x-rays and MRIs for no reason. Imaging is the most overused thing in the world. And yeah, it's not that expensive either. You could afford chiropractic care like nothing else. Like it's a lot cheaper than going to an orthopedic doctor who's gonna charge you 500 to $1,000 for them to say, yep, let's get an image, $1,500 yeah. later. Yep, you have a partial tear. Let's do surgery or an injection. Next thing you know, you're out six, seven grand. You're out of work. Where you're paying you, yeah, for PT. Paying for PT, going medic. through the whole nine. Whereas you could have paid a few hundred bucks to a couple hundred bucks and got the tools you need to fix yourself yeah. on your own. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I imagine one of the things that you have the most resistance with is educating people on why what you do is different. Exactly. And uh, I'm sure that's can be like beating your head against the wall sometimes. But it the is. people that like get it, receive the payoff, the benefits are going to be super appreciative. And it those is. are the people that you like to work with. I'm and sure. again, those are populations that are looking for answers for injuries and stuff like that. I still have an entire population of chiropractic patients who love the crack, love the adjusting, which I absolutely love everything about adjusting. It's like an art form to me. And I'll gladly adjust anybody who comes into my office if it's safe for them and it's, and it's consistent. But at the same time, it's if you have a specific goal and you have pain, you have an injury, we're, t we're tackling this in a completely different perspective. There's wellness care and there's injury, injury care. And you have to understand the difference between both. Cool. I think that's a good mic drop moment for sure. I like that. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on. Um, we will do this again for sure. Uh, where can our lovely fans? So yeah, you can follow, follow us on Instagram at Palm Beach Spine and Sport. Uh, check us out on our website, palmbeachspineandsport.com uh, and is spelled out. And uh, if you want to book a session, you could do it through online, whether it's through the link in the bio on Instagram or at the website, you'll see a schedule now session. And my phones are always open. You could reach us at 561-594-0150 or just shoot us a DM. Be more than happy to talk. All right. Cool. Thanks so much, man. Take care.